The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's, you know, hey, it's a day to be a Yankee fan. I guess like, it's not a terrible day. So we're recording this at 4.35 on Sunday. It is the bottom of the sixth inning, one out, one and one count. Um, we're recording this because Nick realized today that he has to travel for work tomorrow and texted me and said, Hey, you know, like, I feel bad about this, but like, I just remembered I have to travel tomorrow. So like, we, I can't record the podcast. Like I could do it today or you could do it tomorrow with someone else. Like I totally get it. And if it was the other way around, that's the exact same message I would send. I'd be like, yo, like, like, sorry, I would feel awful about it. I'd offer you like do it with someone else. Like I totally get it. Uh, but like, wouldn't be thrilled about, you know, like you don't want to miss your own show. Of course. Um, uh, and then my response was very obvious. I'm in the exact same boat. <laughs> and until you texted me, I forgot I have to fly to Louisville, Kentucky tomorrow. <laughs> so we, we have to do it a day early or there's no podcast. Putting in that weekend work for you guys. Sunday, Sunday afternoon, missing, missing football here during the four o'clock window to, to give you that Yankees content that you need. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could talk like quickly about the game that's going on. Like uh, we just took a, you know, seven, four lead, which is nice. But the start of this game was just not what I needed on a Sunday. It wasn't. And it wasn't just the runs that Cole was letting up. Uh, Other than the runs that he let up, there were at least three balls to the warning track that almost went out. And then there was that one down the left field line that was eight inches away from being a home run. Like he's, he's getting back. He got battered around today and Clark Schmidt's on here in the sixth. Yeah, I looked up his stats. Like he has a, a four ERA in the first inning. Brutal. It's brutal. He's been bad. And and the, here's the interesting thing. Everybody points to the sticky stuff, but across baseball, spin rate is back up. And there's a lot of speculation that guys are just using it again and figuring out a way to get by. So I don't there was think the guy, that. There was the guy from the Guardians who kept going to his hair. Uh, John Boy did a video about it. Where there was a guy every pitch. So he'd throw a pitch, he'd get the ball back, go to his hair, go to the rosin bag, throw a pitch. And he kept doing it. And it, it was against the Twins. And it hit the point where Baldelli was just like, I mean, you got to go check him. Like, I got to ask you, like, I feel bad that I have to, but like, he's doing it every pitch. So, like, we have, or he'd like, he'd step off, immediately go to his hair, go to the rosin bag. And I think that's just, he's trying to find, uh, sweat. Because he's a guy who was a sticky stuff guy, spin rate went down, and now it's back. But I think it's just um, easier to get sweat because he had, like, shaggier hair. And then mix it with the rosin, and it's sticky. Right, right. But whatever the reason is, he's just been – he hasn't been good enough. Like, we we expected Astros Cole 
And we're, we're getting, I wouldn't say we're getting Pirates Coal, but we're getting something in between. Like, I would say Yankees Coal is like a halfway between Pirates Coal and Astros Coal. Is that fair? He's, yeah, he's got the most home runs given up of any starting pitcher in baseball. He has a first inning ERA of 4.03. Um, he has a fourth inning ERA of 067. That is like a the fourth inning. Stat. He is money. Like his first inning, 4.03. Second, 2.83. Third inning, 4.28. Fourth inning, 0.67. Fifth inning, 4.85. Like his two biggest, his two worst innings are the third and fi- or the fifth and third, but his best innings, the fourth inning in between. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I, don't, I don't know what it's his problem weird. is. That's just, I was just, I was curious about, you know, like stats to back up what you obviously see when you watch a first inning from him. And I just, that just jumped out to me. It's just a very odd stat. A lot of first inning home runs. He also leads the league in strikeouts. Like it's just a weird year. And I feel like when you're a guy like him, you get, okay, you get two or three starts a year where you let up four or five runs or more. And he's at at least seven of those. And it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Plain and simple. It's on, on a Sunday when you've just gotten your lead back up to, you know, four and a half games. You expect that with all on the mound, you can watch the Giants. Exactly, exactly. We're paying him to go seven shutout today, trying to avoid a sweep on the road. You're supposed to be the stopper. You're supposed to be like, all right, enough. I'm coming out there. I'm striking out 12, seven innings, one run, whatever. Not five innings, four runs or, or whatever he did. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's not ideal. It's it's not ideal at all. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, the, the Friday and Saturday, pretty disheartening. They get walked off Friday night. Clay Holmes. Looked like he was kind of back, and now it looks like he's not. He's he's somewhere in the middle between the disaster of July and his magnificent first half. Who knows if he's going to be closing? And then yesterday, they basically just don't score. I think they lost four to one. Tom Fico went out there for this series. He was at the game Saturday. I felt really bad for him last night. I'm not going to lie. I think Milwaukee is a fun city. Like I, yeah. I, I'd like to go in a different life situation. I would have loved to go out there this weekend. I just think, though, when you get on a plane, I don't think I've ever even done this, like get on a plane to go see the Yankees and they lose. Like, that's just got to I don't care where you're going. Like, that's just. Oh, yeah. 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 If they because. What are the odds that he's at? You know, you're getting the Sunday game. You know, normally, if you're traveling, you're either getting there to get the to the Friday night game, the Saturday night game or both. You're rarely getting the Sunday. So um, it is a yeah, it is a disaster. I'm trying to find find the bright side of it because I know Tom's a bit of a drinker. A oh way. yeah, no, I'm sure he's having fun going to the, going to the breweries and stuff. I'm, I'm sure he's having a good time, but it's just just tough. I mean, they did that. Like I know a lot of Yankee fans went out to St. Louis because that was another like oh weekend destination kind of place, baseball yep. city, and they got swept. <laughs> yeah, this is you know this is the end of you don't play every team every year, uh, so this is kind of something that. You plan around like oh, I'm trying to see all, all the ballparks. Yes. You know, I'm trying to hit 30 ballparks. Oh, well, the Yankees are getting there. So, you know, I'll go same thing with St. Louis. Like this is the opportunity, not knowing they'll just be back next year. Exactly. No. And I don't want to be negative the whole time. The Red Sox series, like I really did enjoy that mini sweep. Judge hit the two home runs on Tuesday night. Nestor was wheeling and dealing and spinning around on the mound. Like that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, that you go into that. And it was, you know, hey, we're, we're expect to see some fight out of these guys. But at the same time, they did seem they seemed a little dead. Like once they got down, they were the young team that they are now because like they've got guys that they've called up. You know, there were there were guys in the lineup who was just like, I have no idea who you are at all. You know, Carabas is trying to make guys live. Like he's, he's just creating nicknames live on Twitter during the game and trying to make, you know, trying to make a guy, you know, something special. And it did seem like at times they were, uh, you know, they, they'd given up, which was nice because it was like, all right, now let's see how we can roll this into, into Milwaukee. You know, Glaber's posting, drinking some wine on the, uh, on the plane. After having a big game, people are starting to talk about Glaber being back. 
Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, won't be fooled again. Um, and yeah, no, then it just, it was disheartening to watch Friday night fall apart because it was late too. So it was like, you know, I stayed up, but it's just like the eyes are getting heavy at that point. And as soon as it's over, it's like, I'm not even sending an angry tweet. Like I'm just going to bed, but, but still not plugging in my phone. So I wake up on Saturday, double pissed because now my phone's like at 4%. And I got to operate my day just finding like times to plug in. <laughs> bring a, bring a portable charger on. No, it was it was brutal. You thought they would take some momentum, and especially because they had that rest day Thursday and they had a rest day Monday, so you figured they'd be they'd be pretty fresh going into the weekend in Milwaukee, and it just wasn't the case. They're going to have two what should be easy games against the Pirates at home this week. No no excuse not to take both of those, and then and then they have four with Boston again. I think. Especially next year, I think you're going to see some weird lineups with Boston because Bogarts is probably gone. Martinez is probably gone. It doesn't seem like they want to spend. I think they're going to have a lot of no-namers in the next few years. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to be able to turn it around as fast as they have in in other years. I don't think they're two years away from the World Series. And Michael Kay and Cone were talking about how Heim Bloom, like he used to be the Rays GM and he wants to like have a lower payroll and try to be super efficient and that they don't think they're going to be big fish in the free agent market. Oh, and all this buzz about the Red Sox are going to sign Judge. Like, guys, if you didn't pay Mookie Betts at 26, you're, you're not going to pay Judge at 30. So let's just, just nix that right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, you got to talk to talk. I mean, the same thing, you know, the Mets. Met fans have spent all of Steve Cohen's money. Like they don't care if it's a bad contract. They just want to have judge to have judge. Right, right. <laughs> Which is like, you know what? If you have the like r- the richest owner in baseball and you've won two World Series, then you start talking about not giving a shit. Like you just want to have a guy to have him. Right. But right. you're not there yet. Nobody's there right now. No, no, they're not. And look, I mean, Frankie Montas. I mean, what a fucking disaster this guy has been. I mean, from the moment he's gotten here, he sucked. He is the latest in a 25-year lineage of failed Cashman blunders at the trade deadline to get starting pitching. They never work out. It's amazing. You'd think like just dumb luck and, you know, randomness of numbers of math that one of these guys would be good. Never. Nope. If you put a monkey in a room with a typewriter, eventually it'll write the world's greatest novel. (laughs) Or not. Or Brian Cashman. Yeah, no, I saw the numbers for his first eight starts, which the Yankees have gone three and five in, compared to Sonny Gray's first eight starts, which the Yankees also went three and five in. And, like, Sonny Gray deserves to Cy Young, like, comparatively. Like, it was – we thought Sonny Gray was bad when he came over, and Frankie Montes has just said, hold my beer. Exactly. At least Sonny kept us in some games. I think he had like a 3.7 or 3.8 for us in 2017. He beat the Astros in a playoff game. Like he did some positive things. Frankie Montas, every single start is a dud. And it's it's not just that he that he loses, but he he goes two and a third, three and a third, four innings. Like the guy gives you absolutely no length, kills the pen. I mean, their bullpen is just completely shot right now because of him. And Aaron Hicks is up. <laughs> oh, let's talk about his. You want to talk about his comments? Did you see that? No, I didn't see. What did oh, he say? Oh, man. So today there was an article in the Post and it was circulating on, on Twitter. I, I read the whole article. Basically, he was like, you know, Joey Gallo, when he got out of here and was playing with a manager and Dave Roberts that really gets the most out of his players, you really saw Gallo take off. And like, I think I'm paraphrasing. I think if I went to another team, maybe I could help them win. Basically, basically blaming Boone. Aaron Hicks, who is in the Yankees lineup today. Earlier today, talked about playing for another manager and also used Joey Gallo in like he he fucking sucks out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. He said he like, won 90. Like, out there. Yeah. That's what I say. He's bad at 191 instead of 160. Like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's a 30 point improvement, but he fucking sucks. Hicks just hit a home run, which is hysterical as we're trashing him. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I was about to say he's over three. Uh, about to be over four, but there we go. Of course, he does it when they're up five. So it's, it's they gave the monkey the typewriter. Yeah, that was an A Rod special. Yeah, like that's how A Rod goes thirty for thirty. 
But seriously, I mean, and not even is it bad that he blames Boone, but Boone has been defending this guy to a fault and has been extremely loyal. I mean, even when Hicks is hitting 205 with two homers, he'd be like, hey, he's really impacting the ball and helping us in a lot of ways. Like, like Hicks is biting the hand that feeds him. And it's just that lack of accountability that's that's kind of the the culture here in, in blaming the manager. Oh, wow. I like, I just Googled that. I expect Bader to come in and start playing every day as he should. He got traded here to help us win. We need him to be himself to win a World Series. When I get opportunities, I'll try to make the most of them. But it's extremely hard when I play a game and then I'm off for three days and now there's another outfielder out there. That's right, Aaron. It is everyone else's fault. <laughs> and did you get to the boon part? No, no, no. I just saw that's what someone had just uh, said. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I did see someone tweeted, don't let Aaron Hicks' comments make you forget that he cheated on his pregnant wife with Tiger Woods' niece. He did? But I did not guy. know that. You should ask his brother about know. that. Don't don't you run into him in the suite sometimes? Oh, Joe Hicks? I haven't been <laughs> in the suite in years. Joe Hicks? <laughs> Joe Hicks is probably fucking turnt right now. <laughs> Having a great time. <laughs> Hicks hit one home run. No, but yeah, he. I, I mean, he seems like a guy that's going to be gone. They're they're going to trade Hicks for yeah, like twenty fifth somebody's twenty fifth ranked prospect and eat half the money. And Judge just hit fifty nine up by the slide. That pitcher. Did you see the pitcher reaction? Yeah, he was so pissed. He put his hands on his head and threw his arms down. Oh, Donaldson's having a good time. Yeah, the boys are bopping today. The boys are bopping. Yeah, well, see, we. The thing is, I, I guess Aaron Boone is right. Like it's right there in front of us. They just need to bop three days in a row. Bop He's gonna get sixty this week. Days. He's getting sixty this week. There was a whole article, um, in the Post about his chase for sixty-one and sixty-two. And that because of the Red Sox series, there's a very good chance that Michael Kay won't call it. It'll be a national broadcast. Yeah, because I think Thursday is Fox and Friday is Apple TV. Yeah, and, and that's it, the worst case scenario. Apple TV is the worst case scenario for baseball. If Katie Nolan is the one to make that call, I mean, that would be such a travesty. It's like her, Chris Young, the, and I can't forget well, it's also, the third it, guy is. It's, the lowest distribution like the least amount of people will see it right yeah no i will like i can tell you i will not because you don't do get it if you it has to be on apple tv if you just have like yes you don't get it you would not get it no you have to have apple tv but they when the yankees tweet it out they say it's you can watch it for free somehow so so i am gonna be in beach haven over the weekend so friday i'll be in beach haven and the house that I'm going to be in actually has Apple TV. Like, that's how they run there. Oh, so you're good. So, you're good. Yeah, I will be able to see Katie Nolan witness <laughs> history. <laughs> they, I mean, Michael, how butthurt do you think Michael K is that, like, looking at this? How bad does he want to make that call? Like, the fact that there was an article shows how butthurt. Like, yes. otherwise, you're just like, oh, no, I mean, that, that's just not a thing. You know, that's just not an article. Like, I, I have no comment. Like. I just hope the best for the team. And I don't he even said, blame like, Kay. I've thought about it. Yeah, you know, I don't He blame said, him. I've thought about it. It might not, you know, be me. If not, I'm happy for them. But, yeah, I mean, that sucks. He's been putting in work announcing for this team for, what, 30 years? And now a couple of randos might get to make that call. Like, it kind of sucks. Like, it kind of sucks for him. I, I would be bitter as hell if I was – if I'm putting in 150 games a year for the Yankees for 25 years and there's finally, like, a really historic regular season moment – and and some rando that walked in the door 20 minutes ago gets to make the call. Like, I get it. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm now seeing the Hicks quotes. Ridiculous, dude. Just like factually wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like a Trump rally of just like, oh, hey, here's what's going on. It's like, that's not the thing that's happening at all. And Hubs had a tweet where it was like something like he played he played in like 45 out of 55 games from maybe the end of May to mid-July. Like he's had chances like he's had regular playing time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't always, you know, it, it's very easy to just be like, oh, well, I just needed a couple more. It's, I mean, how many games he, he's played in? Uh, he's had to have played in 100 games this year. Oh, uh, 
where we've played what 150? Yeah, I'd say he's probably played in a hundred of them. 119. Yeah. So you know this will be game 120. Might be his career high. (laughs) You got a full season. Yeah, actually. So 2021. Last year he only played in 32 games. (laughs) He was injured the whole time. He played in 54 in 2020, which percentage wise much higher. But I think he would have like started that season late. I'm yeah, sure he, he wasn't healthy till July and the season started in July. So he kind of got lucky so, there. 2019, 59 games. <laughs> 2018, 137. Which was his only good year that he's ever had ever. Yep. That got him a, a contract extension batting 248 <laughs> with 27 home runs. Just that was he was going to go 30-30. Um, 2017, he played 88 games. <laughs> And 2016, his first year with the Yankees, he played 127 games, 123 games, which he will either tie or Bader's gonna need the playing time. So Hicks may like that may have been Hicks's. No, they'll they'll work in. He'll get a couple at bats here and there. But like that, there was a good chance. Like this is the last. Like that's the last Aaron Hicks at bat ever. I, honestly, they still don't have a left fielder. I think he's gonna play like twice a week. For the rest, I mean, there's only like three weeks left, so it's not that big of a deal. But I, I, think I mean, Cabrera, Cabrera just needs to, he needs to pick it up with the bat. Cabrera yeah. needs to do it because he's exciting in the outfield. He took some balls out there today. You know, he's still, you know, I, I don't know what his stats are now. I know he's hit a second home run, but he's batting like 190. So, you know, he can't Joey Gallo dodger us into the lineup. At, at that rate, we could have kept Gallo. But Aaron Hicks, is going to play his second most games in his career this season. And he's complaining about playing time. Hey, you're getting reps, dude. You're getting reps, dude. And how about the uh, – so the quote was circulating today of, of Brian Cashman, February of 2019, right after he gave Hicks that extension for no reason, saying, I'm, be- I'm betting on you. I believe in you. Just, again, another – Gross miscalculation from Cashman misreading the market and another another massive mistake, a seven year mistake. And they're going to have to either attach a prospect to get rid of him or eat money. That's going to hurt the payroll. So either way, it's going to end poorly. Yeah, no, I mean, if we get someone to take him for five million dollars a year, that'd be nice. (laughs) Who the fuck is like, why would you do that? We have to. Let's just throw in, I don't know, one of the one of the prospects that's not going to pan out for us. <laughs> Who is lining up for a 32, 33-year-old corner outfielder with no speed and no power and no bat-to-ball skills? Pro- probably nobody. <laughs> you want to slow baseball? I got a guy for you for $5 million and your 25th best prospect. Like <laughs> – and we're gonna pay him five million dollars. It's like the uh, the David Justice in Moneyball. Like the Yankees are paid. The Yankees are paying you five million dollars to not play. For them. <laughs> that was like That's the Rangers the with Odor last scenario. year. Yeah, that was like when we when Odor was playing for us for free, and the Rangers were were paying him to go away. No, they're they're gonna have to get rid of him. And to be honest, we haven't gotten any. I mean, unless you've seen something, I haven't seen any updates on uh, Ben Intendi. Or Carpenter, got to think they're just not going to make it back at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've I've assumed that they're not making it back. Unless, like, there's some, you know, Ben Intendi, I don't know, because Ben Intendi, I guess, came back from this injury, like, in college. Very quickly, like, about the time the playoffs would start. Even if he, you know, we do have, we'll, we'll likely have that first round bye. That gets you a couple more days. It'd be nice to have him back. Like, I'd rather have him out there than Cabrera. But, I mean, we're talking about a broken hand. Right. I think the fastest anybody's ever come back was four weeks. And I think from the day of his injury to the start of the DS is like five and a half, five, five and a half weeks. So it's going to be really tight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we just have to, like, figure it out with what we have and with what's, you know, coming out of, uh, I guess, like, everyone's just coming out of double A. You know, <laughs> we got, like, Chapman's back. I haven't heard anything about Britain. 
Dude, Britain's been rehabbing, you know, since May, and he needs another 75 outings, I guess, before he's ready. The Britain thing is ridiculous. Um, but like, I'm still, I, he's back sooner than you should be if he gets back. So if he needs extra time down there, and if it's either we get him, you know, we wanted him all season. I'd like him today. I'd like him on Tuesday. But if I get him the next Tuesday, it's still better than not having him. If he can get back to the level that they're saying. It is, but we're also getting getting to a point where he's going to need a couple of reps against actual big leaguers before the before the playoffs. And you know how I feel about rehab assignments. To me, it's just wasted bullets, especially for a pitcher. Uh, to me, those are just wasted bullets. Yeah, but I think it's wasted bullets when you you know you missed two starts. I don't think it's wasted bullets when you miss a full year coming off of Tommy John because like these might be shitty bullets. These might be beach ball bullets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Can't be any. I mean, Chapman. I don't know if you saw last night. He threw a three zero pitch and it was so high that a girl in the stands like flinched because it almost it almost hit the net like a girl sitting behind home plate. I mean, he he's all over the place at this point. I would just you know he can't be on the playoff roster. We need to just put a sports psychologist in the bullpen. Like we should hire <laughs> one of them as a reliever, just as an extra coach, because that's all that's all that's going on out there. Like Aralda Chapman is a phenomenal, physically physical gifts, phenomenal pitcher. Clay Holmes, phenomenal pitcher. Like most of the other guys out there, phenomenal pitchers. Head cases. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to work. That's the nobody wants to work generation. No, they, they are. The bullpen is just, again, there's going to be no roles when the playoff starts. It's going to be who looked the best yesterday. Like, it's going to be who pitches that day, basically. Wow. Apparently, earlier this week, after he had another flawless outing in AAA, Boone said he's still not sure Britain will be back in 2022. I'm telling you, man, this is fishy. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to not have him. He's touching 93. He's his baseball sitting 91, 92. Mm. 11 pitch innings. I mean, it's in triple A. At least it's not double A. You think it's the velo? I mean, he used to be like a 96, 97 guy. Um, so the, what I'm quickly reading is that it seems like the Yankees would like him to get back to sitting at like 94 before. You're in the big leagues. So now we have our, our mystery solved. It's, it's a velocity thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it looks a little flat. I guess they must yeah. be looking at something. But, it, I mean, dude, when you look at what the guys are doing now, part of me just wants to say fuck it and just, you know, see if he can get big leaguers out of 93. Yeah. Yeah, if he could just be crafty about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still comfortable with him taking the time he needs to, uh, you know, get this, get back because – We've got the lead. We win today. I know the Blue Jays are winning today, so we'll we'll keep it at four and a half. Um, you know, eventually we have to go to Toronto, but Pirates, Red Sox, you know, you got to look to take five of those games. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Whether it's again, whether it's sweeping. Oh, so you're saying, all right, so you want both Pirates games and then three out of four against Boston? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, five and four. So here's the, like, if you're the Yankees, these games still matter. Like, today's game mattered. If we lost and we're sitting at three and a half after getting swept in Milwaukee, it doesn't matter who's coming into Yankee Stadium. Like, oh, then all of a sudden the Pirates steal one. And then after we just swept the Red Sox, it'd be very much like us after getting swept in Milwaukee to cough up three or even four against the Red Sox. So the reward for the Yankees is, Instead of having this like, all right, we've got a comfortable lead because a week ago we felt really comfortable with it. I don't feel as comfortable right now. Um, you know, it was six and a half at the end of last week, four and a half to start the new week. Win five out of six and you essentially get you get to breathe for two weeks for really two and a half weeks. So you get to you get to relax. You get to take your foot off the gas a little bit. Some guys get days off. Yeah, the buys and getting the buys almost an extra week because I believe our regular season would end on a Wednesday. 
And then the DS wouldn't start to the following Tuesday. So Aaron Judge, who's played, I can't even remember what his last off day was. I mean, that guy, you know, he's yeah. desperate for a breather. You get him a week off. You give maybe Benintendi and Carpenter a week, hoping for a miracle. Like you get a lot of flexibility there. So yeah, getting that, getting that extra week off is going to be massive. And you can, you can punt that last double header in Texas. Well, well, I think you could even do like you give Judge off that Monday, let him play one of the doubleheader games DHing off the last day, off that week, back for the playoffs. With another yeah. day sprinkled in probably the week before. I'm not playing Judge the last day of the season. I can't I don't want to risk yeah, him say, getting no, hit no, on I the elbow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean they, so they need you, to buy. Yeah, but like I think you get him in a game in Texas just to keep some timing, even if it's like a spring training, like you're getting two at bats. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, Stanton uh, is very, I'm very concerned about Stanton. He is basically strikes out every time I see him up. Like I, I you never even see him put a ball in play. Yeah, I, he's got to figure out some, you know, something in in his swing or his approach. Um, the back foot's moving a good amount. Um, I always feel like that's a good sign uh, of him struggling is he just he starts moving the back foot too much. So then he's kind of like bailed out on the swing. Yeah. And he's the classic where he's he's way ahead of breaking balls and then he's trying to cheat or he's he's behind on fastball. So then he tries to cheat and he's just ridiculously ahead on breaking balls. Like he's caught in the middle. You see that happen to a lot of a lot of hitters. Yeah, and I mean, listen, if he was doing the exact same thing and hitting home runs, like I wouldn't complain. And maybe he does do the same thing and hit home runs, but like his batting stance is so unathletic. I know, like it's just a very unathletic stance. His swing <laughs> is like you know, um, they do it in like NBA halftime shows where they're like we have a robot that will drain it from half court every time. <laughs> And they've probably, I think like in Japan, they've done it with like a, a pitcher or even a bat, you know, like a swing. It's just a robotic, like, this is where it goes. This is where it goes. This is where it goes. It really is robotic. And you hear people talk about, oh, guys like Robbie Cano and Griffey, like really sweet, smooth swing. Stan is the opposite. It's probably the choppiest, most awkward swing I, I've ever seen. I mean, when he connects it, the ball fucking flies. But yeah, it's very, it's very choppy mechanics that he has. It's, it honestly, like his swing is as if they found him like in the jungle. You know, remember there was like movies when we were a kid, like the air up there. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, it was just like the guy just like went to Africa and it's like, yeah, we got a guy who's just the best basketball player ever. Or the scout with uh, Brendan Fraser as Steve Nebraska playing for the Yankees. where just, or even blue chips. Where like, oh, Shaquille O'Neal is just playing in like a warehouse in New Orleans. No one has seen this guy play before. That's what it looks like. They just found this huge guy and they're just like, yeah, you just take this stick and the guy's going to throw it. And then you, and that's like, that's his at bat is all it is. He's just this monster that they found in the jungle and he can now hit a, uh, he could just hit something with his hands. Like he was hitting coconuts with a tree branch. When he was found by explorers, now he plays for the Yankees. That's what he looks like, and he's hitting two ten. He's down to two ten. He's got the twenty six home runs. He has two home runs since coming back off the IL, and one of them was off a position player. So yeah, I mean basically yeah. nothing like that. Oh my god, that two one swing. Oh, that was disgusting. Listen, he he is what he is. If he could stay healthy. He could find his way out of this. I think we, I think everyone agrees on that. If he stays healthy throughout the rest of the time that the Yankees are playing and he doesn't have like a nagging injury right now, he will figure it out because he always does. He does, but we're running out of time. I mean, last year he was hot oh, yeah. all of, remember like last year, all of September he was hot and then he had the big wild card game and he just struck out again on a ball three feet outside. God damn it. Judge is like, come on, man, help me out a little bit. <laughs> Did you see his face there? Yeah, yeah. Like Encino Man. Like if they found – I'm just naming Brendan Fraser movies at this point. <laughs> he does look like – Stan does look like he's from the jungle, man, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. George of the Jungle, another Brendan Fraser movie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now he's got to pick it up. Rizzo back today, though. A home run, two singles. Maybe the back yeah. behind him. Yeah, you hope so, because I wasn't even expecting Rizzo to be back for this game. It was always talked about. I thought it was talked about he was going to be back on Tuesday. I may have that wrong, but I thought he was going to be back in New York. And so when I got the push notification that he was activated, I was like, oh, wow, you know, they don't do that if he's not going to play. So, you know, to see him start off with three hits was was nice. It was great. And I hope, you know, hopefully he can just get through these next three, three weeks, four weeks, hopefully longer with with the playoffs without the back flaring up again. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if he opts out. But no, that's big. And then DJ maybe this week so that they are starting to to slowly get whole again. Um, You know, that'd be nice to get him back on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have Monday off and then Tuesday like we get a new toy. We get to see what our center fielder is. He's going to go 0 for 4 or like 0 for 3 with a walk, and that's fine. He's a local guy, first you know, game of pinch so maybe he hits a home run. Maybe he hits three of them. I don't know. But that's at least one piece that like – if we're starting to set our final lineups and starting to like lock things in, like that's one. And I have no expectations for him. I'm expecting him to go 0 for 4. I'm expecting him to fly around center field and make plays, but I have no expectations at the dish for, for Bader. Yeah. I'm expecting Judge to be able to cover a little less ground in right field, which, you know, in the NBA, they track how many steps you take in a season. So if you could save a couple of steps as it gets later in the season, like that's great. Um, yeah, I expect Judge to go back to right field, you know, being comfortable. Like Bader really has to fucking suck for Judge to have to go back to center field. Yeah, yeah. No, he'd, he'd really have he'd have to hit like point fifty. I mean, he'd have yeah. to be terrible. <laughs> and we'd have to be down like two games to one. Yeah. Who's your who's your playoff rotation as of today? I mean, Cole's still the ace. You have to start him game one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless for some reason, like, you know, you you can't at this point in the season. And so I did see when Montes was sucking. We did see Cole talking to him in the dugout and like talking him up, which is something I've criticized Cole on about being a Cole guy. And, you know, if someone else messes up, he's te- he throws a dirty look. Uh, it's good to see him coaching guys up because we know his baseball IQ and pitching IQ is through the roof. So best case scenario is him helping guys. I'm probably going Cole, uh, Nestor. Oh, well, and, and, I mean, we got to see Savvy. He's back. I think he's starting Wednesday against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we got to see what we have there. But, yeah, like Montes isn't pitching a playoff game. Nice tread, the trade deadline move, Brian. It, it's just insane to trade for a guy that's supposed to be the number two, and now we're talking about him not even being on the playoff roster. Like, not even not getting a playoff start. He might not be on the actual roster for the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> it's I insane. Mean, life, comes, life comes at you fast, Brian. 
Uh, that's crushed. Two-run homer. Who's that? Tellez. He kills. He killed us in the Blue Jays, too, Rowdy Tellez. They just, like, the Brewers just always have a fat dude with a beard. Yeah. It was Prince Fielder for a while. It was Prince Fielder for a while. They had the dude who's with the Mets now. Um, They had – I mean, he wasn't fat, but they had uh, Tim's. Yes. Who was just, like, juiced out of his mind. He had, like f- – he pulled like a Brady Anderson, just like hit 50 home runs one year. Once, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, seeing what we have with Seve this week is big. So that's big. You get Bader back, you get Seve back on back-to-back days. That could build a little bit of a, um, you know, a little bit of momentum, uh, a little bit of an ability to feel like, you know, I know where my place is within this roster. I know what I have to do. So for guys like Judge, like it, it is like he's been doing everything and he continues to have to do everything, but like he won't have to play center field, right? Cabrera can just focus on like whatever opportunity is going to be in front of him. And there's not the like, well, where am I going to go after, you know, because he knows Bader's coming, Judge is coming back. He's going to be out of right field. Is he going to left field? He's taking some balls at first base, but oh, Rizzo's back. So he'll at least know, like, this is what I'm competing for. I'm competing to play left field. Yeah, no, that, that should be his, that should be his spot. They, they got a lot of, they got a lot of guys coming back. And like you said, it's just who wants to be a, who wants to be a player. Now, do you, are you going to move D, like, let DJ lead off when he gets back? Or are you going to keep, do you like the Judge and Stan one, two? Um, I'm open to experimenting. I mean, I really, I've always, I've liked, um, I've, I've liked DJ historically as a leadoff guy, but if, you know, if changing it up is what's working, like I'm, I'm fine with going with that. Just whatever the numbers say, whatever it is that makes the most sense, whatever gives us some left, right, left, right. Um, otherwise we'll just fall right into, you know, we'll find ourselves like a game two against some mediocre fucking pitcher throwing us like a lot of, cur- a lot of sliders down and away. And it'll be like, Oh, well we decided to bat seven right-handed guys in a row. Right. Against a right-hander with a nasty slider. Yeah. I mean, I like judge getting the extra at bat. Like when you bat him first, he's guaranteed to get five, bat- five at bats a game pretty much. But if you look, there's never anybody on base when he hits because it's seven, eight, nine in front of him. Yeah. So that's it's like a catch twenty two. He gets more at bats, but there's less men on base for those at bats. But he's also in the position to bat leadoff because the other guys who could bat leadoff are also not getting on base. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, do you want him to get on base with no outs, or do you want him to get on base with outs? Yeah, it's pick your poison. He is getting pitches to hit when nobody's on base. Like that's when all of his home runs. I mean, I'm pretty sure his last eight or nine home runs have been solo shots. But when there's guys on base, he's just he's just getting nothing. Uh, Clark Schmidt, all right. He's fine. All right. I'm like I'm a couple seconds behind you. Gotcha. He's taking a few steps. This is this is great content right here. Let's let's watch the replay. Yeah, right. No, I mean you just you, even like for you know Clark Schmidt, you know you don't want to lose anyone at this point in the season. You want to have all the options possible. No, and it seems like he's clearly going to be the multi-inning relief guy in the playoffs. Like that's obvious. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's coming out. Shit. Oh, great. Yeah. Play it safe. It's a four-run lead. Maybe they're yeah. playing it safe. Yeah, maybe. Who are they bringing? Wandy Peralta. I have no idea what's going on. Luizic <laughs> is coming yeah, in. Luizic. Luizic was warming, so that does. He was already. He was already up. So maybe they are just playing it safe. Loisaga strikes me as a guy who'd get a tattoo infection too. Oh, hundred percent. I bet he goes to the same parlor as uh, as Chapman. Yeah, it's a garage, a garage <laughs> with menthol cigarettes. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I just think we're at the point where it's it's good to have these guys coming back. It's good to get a sense of like normalcy. Uh, but they also have to have a sense of urgency. And I think that if you're, you know, if you win five out of six, you stretch that lead to five and a half, six and a half, maybe seven and a half. And then you're going to Toronto. 
and there's so much less pressure on that series. Right. Yeah. If you take care of business this week and then you just go to Toronto and, and you win two games, you're in and you can really you could basically take that Orioles and that Rangers series off like that should be the goal. You know, stay balls to the wall through Toronto. That's kind of the last big, big series of the year. Right. And then you get through that. Hopefully, you know, you get through that four or five games up and you can kind of put it in, put it in cruise control. But, yeah, I mean, they have theoretically they have six, six easy games this week. The Pirates and Red Sox are both in last place and they're all at home. And so and we would be if the season ended today, we'd be facing the winner of the Guardians and the Rays, which is pretty ideal, I think, all things considered. I mean, the Guardians, I'd rather I'd rather face one of those teams. Yeah, with the Guardians is the three seed and the Rays is the six. I'd rather face them, one of them instead of the Mariners or the Blue Jays. hundred percent. And. Mainly for me, because if we have to face Luis Castillo twice in a series, we're not winning that series. I, I don't think. Yeah. It would be really tough, too. He's they, throwing, what, 21 Julio. shutout innings against us this year? I mean, he's really killed us. And they got Julio out there just having a, uh, you know, just being young and dumb. And, and you don't want to run into some guy who's out there becoming a superstar. Long flight, too, and I believe – so I don't know if you looked at this. They they play game one off day, game two off day, and then three in a row, which is really bizarre for the DS. And the first two are at home. So it's home, off day, home, off day, away, away, home. Yeah, so uh, they'd be, if they played the Mariners, they would, they would play game well, four in Seattle, fly back that same night, and play game uh, five the next day. So wait, is the because yeah, because it's still five games in the first round that we would play in. Yeah, and the wild card's best of three. Yeah, and that's just three in a row. I think like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that'll be the weekend we were. That'll be the weekend we were off. That'd be an exciting weekend if like you just enjoy watching baseball. Yeah, I'm planning on just throwing. I mean, I'm sure the the Phillies will be on. Maybe playing the Mets. That could be kind of interesting. This should be maybe the Cardinals, Padres. There could be some good. Some good series. I just don't want to be a part. I have no interest in being a part of it. If the Yankees are in that wild card series, I'm not going to go. Well, the Yankees are in the wild card. They blew the division, and I'm actually done with sports. Right. As I've announced several times. So so you won't go either. Yeah, yeah. I won't be worried about that because I will be, you know, in my my new life, focused mostly on disc golf. (laughs) My new life. Odds you go to a DS game? realistically um it depends like what day of the week and like if i have anything else going on but like it's gonna be tuesday thursday game one and two tuesday thursday yeah no i'm not going to this okay fair enough that's not worth the like the driving back headache no unless i find like some bs excuse which i've only been at my new job for two months so i don't have enough going on i don't think Although there is a chance I am trying to do something uh, where I can like schedule a meeting. If I could schedule like a work meeting to justify like, oh, I'm going to be up here anyway. Now the meeting's over and I'm just going up to the game. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think I do have a meeting in Manhattan, but it's, it would be I already looked at the playoff schedule and it would be a day where the Yankees were away if they made it. It's like, of, of course. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only way that I would swing in like an extra weekday trip. Right, right. No, that makes sense. It's not worth it for the DS at this point. Like World World Series or even the CS, you can justify it. A lot harder to justify that for the DS. Yeah. And like I'm yeah, not convinced no, Cole's going to come out and shove in a game one of a of a DS. I got to be honest. I'm going to be pretty nervous going into that game one. Like if it's all right, it's us against Shane Bieber, right, for the Guardians. Like I, I'm going to be pretty tense. Yeah, no, I mean there's no – there's nothing going on with this team where I'm just like, yeah, we're about to fucking wreck house. <laughs> the only thing that gives me that confidence is you do see a lot when we play small market teams at home in the playoffs. Like sometimes the crowd will just kind of take over and just kind of will the Yankees to win. This team's never done that. This team, the franchise has. The franchise has won 20 world championships. So by that same logic, then. Like th- this team, this team has shown they could beat anyone, any team besides the Astros so far. Um, but 
they haven't shown it recently with any kind of consistency. And so that's just really that's what I need to see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, since since June. If they go but if they go like five and one or I mean even if they go six and oh this week, I'll be I'll be pretty fired up and I'll be like us against the world, bring it on. But it's just it, sometimes it's tough it's tough to see that happening. It's it's they're just very they're very streaky. They're very up and down. It, it, like they're never, they're never level. Like they're not level headed. They're le- they're just kind of like a very. They're a crazy person. They're up and down and it's emotional. It's a very like it's a dysfunctional relationship. If this was other that like if this was just like one of your friends and their girlfriend, you would be like, I don't know, dude. Maybe fucking end it. You know, <laughs> maybe fucking stop doing this. <laughs> No, it's exactly right. It is dysfunctional. And you remember like the teams we grew up on, the Jeters, the Tinos, the whoever's, they were they were always level headed. They they always looked the same. Like the dugout always looked the same. You you almost couldn't tell if they were winning or losing when you watched it. It was just serious guys. And now it's when they're winning, they're whooping it up. They're all doing dances and shooting jump shots and slapping each other in the face. And when they're losing, they sulk. Which in the first half, like you were winning enough that you could do that. Yes. There is no but like, you know, I also see like, you know, hey, you have a big game, like you, you think you got your groove back, you can't, you know, how, how much are you going to beat yourself up? You have to have a short memory in this game. Um, you know, all those clichés. But I don't know, it's it's tough to see like an easy path to like we just won the world, you know, we're winning the World Series. It is. I mean, people always say, oh, anything can happen in the playoffs. I'm not generally I'm not one of those. guys. I'm not one of those guys. It's like, just get in. And then it's random. Like, I think certain teams are built to win in the postseason. And I think I think momentum matters for sure. You, you I'm sure you agree with me. Yeah. And so that's just why I need to see some of the momentum. Like if they had been more even keel, if they got to the same place that they are right now when they were four and a half games up, um, you know, two and a half weeks left in the season. I'd feel great if the first half had a couple more losses and the second half had a couple more wins. If they, you know, if you just took 15 first half wins and moved them to the second half, it'd be great. No, that that's exactly right. It's all about, yeah, it, it's all about recency bias. Or if you just flipped them, like if we had had, if we had a, even a shitty first half and then had this tear monster second yeah. half we were charging right now like that could be different too yeah that feel that i mean that obviously that'd be the most ideal situation but you know for you know something that's more realistic because also like you gotta remember we were the first team to 70 wins by like a lot and we were the fourth team to 80 wins it's a good stat yeah, no, they really, they really stalled. I, th- I think there was a point where we only had like nine more, eight. We were only like seven games up on the Orioles, like at our lowest, at our lowest. Yeah. Point. Like that was an oh shit moment for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone, like it was bunching behind us. Yes. But now, you know, it, it seems like it's settled out. I mean, the Blue Jays and Rays are going to battle um, because whoever the loser of that is probably who will go play the Guardians. Yes. Wow. That's. Guardians are going to be Bieber. Bieber's nasty. Jose Ramirez kills us. I'm not taking. I'm not taking anybody lightly. I don't know about you. I'd rather play the Guardians out of every other team. That's, I, I would. And we've beaten them recently. Like this. That's one thing this group has done is beaten them in the playoff. We beat them in 17 back when they were the Indians, and then 20. I think yeah. they were the Indians in 20. The Guardians will be. They'll have the worst record, and they'll be the three seed. Yes, right. Oh, because yeah, the central, the central sucks. You want to hear something? I got duped by the Yankees ticket office the other day. I think, okay. I think you'll like this. So they sent out an email saying, and all I saw is your pre-sale is tomorrow. So my brain immediately goes, oh, it's September fourteenth. Like this is a playoff pre-sale. So like I block my calendar at work. You know, I, I set a reminder. Like I'm ready to go log into Ticketmaster, and it said whatever, 10 a.m. the next day. I log in. It's like 10:01, 10:02, and it's a pre-sale for 2023 regular season tickets like i, I waited on i waited in the queue and then i jumped in and i'm like wait i don't want tickets to 2023 like the the fact that they put those on sale before the playoff tickets just made me very angry i know i saw that email come in you probably have like a you know whatever season ticket holder one and then yeah. I, I don't know MasterCard. like there's yeah yeah a fucking million of them yeah and i was just like oh this is i thought the same thing i was like oh this is playoffs 
let me just see what it looks like. Let me see what the schedule is going to be for when I can get information. Just you give know? me a little taste. Just give me a little. Yeah. Hint. And um, but then I saw what the email said. Like, oh, yeah, no, this is you guys are scumbags. Dude, it was. And then I went in there and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll snag opening day tickets while I'm while I'm in here, at least like I can knock that out. And they weren't no. even you couldn't even buy those. No, because those aren't part of a package. Those are they're going to try to get as much as they can. It was ridiculous. It's like, oh, you don't want to buy against the Red Sox next August 18th, 2023. I'm like, no. Yeah, no. It, uh, you guys have been too abusive to us lately. <laughs> like we need to we need to see a little something more out of you. <laughs> No, they they really they really got me. But yeah, my uh, actual playoff pre-sale is Friday, so I'll probably grab a couple of couple of CS. I'll leave the DS alone. Let let other people uh, go to that. I honestly, I'll be honest. If I hope that they don't sell out the DS games, yeah, I hope because I think like that will show. Hey, there's a. I, I think if we had like a ten game lead, you sell out the DS games. But you do what the way this went. I I hope they don't sell them out. My one, I, you know, the one reason I disagree is because I do want the stadium to be full whenever that game starts. But I want them to sweat it out. Like I I want it to sell out ten minutes before first pitch or whatever. Like I want those ticket reps that have been calling me and telling me to buy forty one game plans. Like I want them to be sweating it out. Okay, I can see that. I mean, we're headed into the uh, the ninth inning here. Um, is Judge getting another at bat? Yeah, I look. Well, they're showing him. We're both watching on mute, so he's got a helmet. This is like your play by play. He's got batting gloves oh, yeah. on. He just spit his gum out. So did you see? Was that Andy Milanakis as the bat boy? <laughs> I forgot about that show. He looked like fucking – that looked like Andy – the bat boy is just like some fat dude from Milwaukee. He looks like Andy Milanakis. <laughs> two guys oh, need no, to judges get on. are going to get back up again. Yeah. No, two guys need to get on and he'll hit. If six and seven if, – if Cabrera – yeah, two two guys need to get on this inning for, for Judge to hit. Do we – I guess we we should probably stay on in case, case he gets 60 here. Yeah, we could stretch it out. Yeah, yeah. So what else, what else is going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm not excited for this uh, six-hour, 15-minute flight to Seattle tomorrow. And you know what sucks is, of course, that like I was like, oh, I'll go see the Mariner Stadium like while I'm out there. Nope, they're, they're on the road trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. You're going, obviously. You're going to Louisville. You're going to Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. You have no idea what to do. If anyone hears this and is like, yo, here's the thing. Like, I'm there. I land at like five-something on Monday. So I may just like get dinner at the hotel. Um, but like if there is something that I should be doing or somewhere I should eat, like, please tweet at me at JJ from the Bronx, because I like to, I, I'm going with like, I'm traveling with two women from work and one okay. of them, uh, doesn't eat meat. And it's my first time traveling with these people. First time traveling for this company. So I'm trying to like not be the true, like <laughs> dirt bag that I want to be and be like, yo, got Yo, man versus food was at this place. Like, let's go fucking check that out. Cause that's like, I go on like tvfoodmaps.com and I'm just like, what's been on TV? I'll go eat there. What about, why don't you go see the bats? Go to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Well, cause I have to like work during the day. Well, like you can't go. I mean, I don't know. I assume it maybe it's open like six, seven o'clock at night. You, I mean, same time you'd maybe go out to dinner. You could just do that instead. And, you know, the vegetarian won't have an issue with let's, that, I wouldn't think. Let's see. Let's see. Well, no, it's also like, no, they closes at five o'clock every day. Uh, it's a museum about baseball bats. The <laughs> fuck do you think they're open <laughs> nine o'clock on a Tuesday? It's probably all retired people going to that thing now that I think about it. It's probably fucking nobody. It's probably field trips. Ninety percent of their revenue is fucking school field trips, I bet. No, you're right. Yo, Michael K is burnt. I didn't realize Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So basically that entire Red Sox series is national broadcast. Yeah. So if like Judge hits 60 in the Pittsburgh series, he's got to thread that needle to get it for Saturday for K to be calling it. But K does the A the K Rod cast on so, Sunday yeah, night. So that is 
no tie playing it fast and loose out there. I bet I bet that's what he doesn't want. I think that's his worst nightmare. Because imagine they're interviewing somebody and then he's like, Do I make a dramatic call? Do I not? Like, what do I do here? Like, I feel like that's a No, no, no. I don't think he worries about that. I think he just goes into business for himself. And I think he should. Yeah. Yeah. Like he should. But like, okay. So here's the narrative, right? Or, you know, and I feel like it's not as big. I'm surprised it's not as big yet, but I think what happened is like is this the most home runs performance enhancement free? And does Michael K have to have that conversation with Alex Rodriguez live? Wow. I didn't even think of that. Like judge hits it and he's like, there it is. 62, you know, and cause you know, oh, some people talk about da da da. And then Alex is going to be like, <laughs> I, I made some mistakes. Say what you want about Alex, but he's very open about the steroid use on these K-Rod. Like, he brings it up a lot. Yeah. I think he'd be fine. I think A-Rod would be fine talking about it, to be honest. I think it'd be very interesting. Yeah, no, that'd be good. But then – but I feel like K's caught – because when when he does those K-Rods, he does, he's not really – he's not really calling the game. He doesn't – it's not like when he's on yes. Like, I don't know what he would – Well, like, that's what I'm saying. It's fast and loose like because he is – when it's in a an actual Yankee game and he's on, yes, he it's very you know it's not very it's formulaic of you know what he does for the calls. Yeah, and he'll be mid con. He's not he's not really mid conversation. Like he he's trained enough where he's kind of throwing the conversation and he's ready to turn and it's expected that he'll turn on a dime if a ball gets driven deep. It is. Not as natural if he's in a conversation interviewing, like you said, or just talking to A-Rod. But I think they – if he's at 61, because what – which one do you want K to call more, 61 or 62? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I guess 62, right? And that's what I would think. Yeah. So, you know, if he calls 62 in a very, like, casual way – like, I, I – I don't know that it's as expected, but I could see them. You've got Michael K. It's Sunday night baseball. It's the K. Oh, he's going to get another at bat or a double. So now he's going to get walked. No, uh, no, they're not going to. I thought it was if Hicks went to second there, they would have walked judge. They I but mean, they're down first. four runs. They can't really put any extra runners on base. They have to pitch to Wow. The, pretty much the entire crowd is standing here. At Miller Park, even the Brewer fans. This is, I gotta be honest, this is cool. I know you're not into the whole re- individual accolades, but like, I think this is pretty fucking cool. It's cool to see fans on other teams, of other teams in other stadiums, like, acknowledge it. Yes, yes. I and mean, a lot of these guys are our fans. I mean, if you look at, like, they're panning right now. I mean, you got guys like yeah. Tom that went out there or people that just live there. A lot of names on the backs of the jerseys. I think I saw a Brian Urlacher jersey out there. <laughs> Very odd. We travel. Like, dude, I feel like every road game this year, it's been, we've had at least a third of the stadium. Yankee fans. Well, I think there's a, a lot of Yankee fans all over the country. We're been in some places this year that we don't go often. And it's the first, like, it's been regular, like access to stadiums. Travel. I think at the beginning of the season, you still had to wear a, a mask on planes. But besides that, like the world has been normal. You haven't had it to like, I don't th- did you need vaccinations opening day? Uh, I hit a double. He fucking sucks. You yeah, what a loser. Down. What a loser. What did you go four for five? What a piece <laughs> of shit. It uh, looked off the bat. It looked like it could be a line drive homer. It it, it had a lot of top spot. Like it could have just snuck over. Yeah, know? no, that's what I was thinking. They'll, they'll show a replay. Like I definitely, I definitely flinched but a little he, bit. I mean, what's the what's the batting average? Well, yeah, I think he's up to three fifteen, three sixteen. The leader is some guy like four, who has three eighteen. Four for five today. Wow, so. this is a special. This is the best. I mean, other than I think Mickey Mantle in 1956, this is the clearly the best season we've ever seen by a Yankee in our lifetime. It's really not even close. So I don't know if it's updated on ESPN Live, but he came in the other day. I think at, at 3:12. That makes sense. Yeah, the leader was 3:17. 
So he's got him. He's pushing it, man. Man, imagine if he yeah. wins the triple crown. That'd be honestly winning the triple crown to me is, is a lot cooler than hitting the 61. Home yes, runs, I think. To me, hey, listen, most impressive thing is how healthy he's been. Yeah. Like, I've criticized him a lot. Yeah, he's at 315 now. The leader's at 317. Woo! He's played 10 more games. And in between, he's got Bogarts at 316. Mm. It'd be so classic if Bogarts went like 5 for 5 the last day in a meaningless game for the Red Sox and ruined it. Right. Went out and got a big free agent contract. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's all we got. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're going to watch the games. This is this is coming out uh, early next week. We'll have a better idea of the lineup of the roster for the playoffs of really a lot of things. Um, And we'll have an idea what, you know, hopefully we'll know more about Benintendi. We'll know more about Carpenter. I think they're both going to be out, but we'll have an idea of uh, of our playoff roster and, and what we're doing. You can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. I don't know if anyone ever tweets from there, but um, yeah, I mean, we just gotta we just gotta win some games, and hopefully, we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.